the mile rate. Thanks to Australasia's best harness action at thetrots.com.au, where you can watch every race live and free on Trots Vision. Yes, welcome everyone. Good morning. Uh, welcome to the mile rate. Rob Orber joins me. What a night it was last night. Gee, from top to tail, it looked like it was going to be a super program. It did not let us down. It certainly didn't, uh, Danny. It was one of those nights uh, that we'll remember for a long time with some amazing individual performances. We had eight semi-finals of the two-year-olds and three-year-old divisions for both sexes last night. We had, of course, the free-for-all, which was taken out by Lock and Varart. Great to have the champion back after his record uh, performance in winning the Victoria Cup. And then we also uh, had a smorgasbord with the Lennon Trotters free-for-all that was taken out by Dance Craze, defeating Red Hot 2.4 outside the track record. And then finishing off the night with Miss McGonagall, probably... The most improved mare going around in Australia. Fantastic win for Stephen Clark and James Herbertson. Emma Stewart trained five winners. Her partner Clayton Tonkin won. So between them, six winners in semi-finals of the Breeders' Crown. David Moran and Kate Gath both had driving doubles. It was a top program. Uh, one of the it's difficult to pick an individual highlight, but we might start off right at the top. There's no better horse in Victoria than Lock and Varart, who was just supreme. Rob again, uh, it was expected he would be. I mean, he's going to improve off the run, uh, but he just showed us again he is something else. He certainly is. Uh, there wasn't a lot of early tempo. David Moran wasted no time to get to the breeze. Uh, the horse raced a little bit keenly. You could see he was fresh. And he just put uh, Cruz Bromack to the sword going down the back straight. He broke his heart coming to the home turn, and he just pulled away. He's a special horse. Looking forward to watching him over the next few months. He's got a big campaign in front of him. He'll be aimed, of course, at the Hunter Cup uh, at uh, the start of February uh, in 2021. But he's got some great lead-up races and then certainly some further races in New South Wales after that. Well, he won the tab uh, Pro Chevalier free-for-all, and this is the way that Lock and Varart did it. Lockenvarat, four metres in front of Cruz Bromack. Sicario's up to third, then better be the bomb and wolf stride. It's Lockenvarat clear though. He's raced home. Eight metres in front of Sicario. Wolf stride giving chase runs on. But the stars back at Melton. Lockenvarat cruises in. Lockenvarat won eight metres. Wolf strides an emerging star, a terrific second. Sicario third, fourth. <laughs> I'm sure you've had the opportunity now to map out a course of plan for this horse over the next few months. So what does it look like? Um, yeah, so we'll go uh, to the Brutus Crown free-for-all or the, or the four and five, uh, the three and four, uh, the four-year-old next week. Um, we're just not 100% sure. We'll nominate for both and, and figure out which way we're going to go then. And he'll, uh, then he'll push on to the Vic Bread, uh, which is the finals, the 31st of December. January, you've got uh, like the Bendigo, Shepherd and Ballarat Cups, them sort of main feature ones. And then obviously um, head towards Sydney. He'll, um, he'll go the Hunter Cup first, um, which would be the main aim with him. And then, and then possibly the Newcastle Mile through to the Miracle Mile. The Mile Rate, thanks to Australasia's best harness action at thetrots.com.au, where you can watch every race live and free on Trots Vision. Yeah, an absolute superstar. Plenty of racing ahead for him in the next few months over the summer, but that's really good for harness racing enthusiasts. Well, he went a mile rate of 155. Dave Moran did mention to us uh, he's got plenty of improvement in the horse. He went into that race 
you know, a little bit underdone. And I think we'll only just see him getting better and better and really looking forward to watching him continuing his racing. And he'll be in the four-year-old Breeders' Crown Division. It's a Group 2 race next week. He will be, and I would imagine he'll start a very, very short price favourite too, Dan. Well, Ladies in Red remains unbeaten, Rob. She started off the night. She was five out of five. Uh, she's a little superstar. She doesn't necessarily look uh, outstanding. She's probably playing. You wouldn't look twice at her. But the motor that she must have, and she's still untapped. We don't know where her ceiling is. And what a soft win beating some really good fillies in the opening event, the semi-final for the two-year-olds. 155.3 for Ladies in Red. She's just got gears, Dan. We all thought Treachery would lead. I was surprised to see uh, Treachery handing up to Ladies in Red with such ease. And obviously, the stable in her own mind know that Ladies in Red is the star of that group. And she just powered to the lead. She pulled away. She was so impressive. I know you're her number one ticket holder as far as the fan club's concerned. She's going to be. She's going to need to be pretty special next week because she draws the second row in the final. But whatever will beat her, uh, it will take a special horse. Well, this is the way that uh, she did it. Ladies in red taking out race one. Ladies in red going for home now. It's Ladies in red five metres to Treachery is about to get the run. Then came Rogue Wave battling on. But Ladies in red, she is a superstar. Six out of six. And she's going to brame them again. She might well be better than the Colts. She is a superstar in the making. Ladies in red coasted in. Second was Treachery. Rogue Wave third and then... Congratulations, David. You couldn't be any more impressive than that. Yeah, no, that's right, Rob. Yeah, no, she was um, she was really good tonight. She um, she found the front. You know, she had to do a little bit of work straight wide, but it was a pretty steady lead time, and uh, she managed to find it pretty comfortably. But she's uh, she's a special little filly. She's very special. Uh, right at this point of time, looking uh, forward to another seven days. Uh, I think the barrier draws is not going to really worry her one little bit. Yeah, she seems to be very versatile. Um, you know, as we've seen, she can uh, she can come off speed really good, and um, and she can tough it out. The mile rate, thanks to Australasia's best harness action at thetrots.com.au, where you can watch every race live and free on Trots Vision. Yeah, what a way that she cruised up the straight when it was getting serious and treachery was right there. You're thinking that she's going to offer a challenge. That didn't really eventuate. Treachery wasn't bad by any shape or form, but Ladies in Red was just breathtaking again. Amazing training performance by Emma Stewart. They trained Treachery to run second, Rogue Wave third, and Joanna, who ran fourth in the race. Uh, it was her first four, four and, fifth. and fifth dangerous hand who also ran a terrific race. So the first five place getters last night in the first race was trained by Emma Stewart. Rob, um, there are plenty of races. We could have plucked out every replay if we could have, but restricted by time. Act Now is a very good horse in front. It's building up an impressive record. Has won six out of nine. Took out race eight. It's the second semi-final for the two-year-old Colts and Geldings. I really like him. He's a lovely-looking Colt. He's got speed to burn, and he's got strength. He's got that wonderful balance, and I thought he was very impressive uh, taking out the semi-final, the second semi, uh, for the Colts and Geldings. He wasn't... The thing about him, Danny, he just does what he has to do. He's, he, he doesn't sort of catch the imagination of being a, a blistering type horse where you go, wow, what a performance. He finds the lead and he just he's like a bulldog. He just keeps going and at times he looks like he's off the bit, but as soon as a horse gets up next to him, he just finds another gear. We saw What's Up Sunshine had a nice 
trip behind him last night. Looked a real chance to play a major threat to Act Now, but as soon as the horse got alongside him, Act Now found another gear. He went 155.7. Fantastic story for Jodie Quinlan to have her back driving such highly talented horses for the Emma Stewart stable. And our girls certainly dominate our sport when you look at Karen Manning, Kate Gath and Jodie Quinlan. The three of them are very special ladies. Well, this is the way Act Now did it from the front all the way. Ground turning for home. Act now got away, led five metres. What's up, Sunshine? Then came Jack's Hawk, but it's Act now in front from What's up, Sunshine. Act now's giving plenty though. What's up, Sunshine's run a big race, but can't get to Act now. And Act now's too good and beat What's up, Sunshine. Third, Jack's Hawk. Go dancing has tracked her on the pegs to get fourth from. T- Times uh, he looks a little bit lackadaisical, but he just keeps responding. That's right, Rob. He's really in his element when he can lead and just bowl along. He likes to bowl along at a nice rate. But, yeah, he foxes a little bit when they come up outside and he feels enormous. And then sort of when they drop off a bit, he drops off a bit with them. He, he does wait for him for a little bit, but when he goes, he goes all right. Does he have to lead to win this final? Probably not. Just depends um, if he can sit. He's got great speed. So I would imagine that he could, if he was driven with one run, he could come with great speed. Um, and he'd have a fair quarter in him, I would imagine. Um, last start, so sort I of had to drive him a bit upside down and it didn't suit him. So just got to hope, you know, his best chance probably if he could draw the front row, but it's not the be-all and end-all when they got speed like that. The Mile Rate, thanks to Australasia's best harness action at thetrots.com.au, where you can watch every race live and free on Trots Vision. Yeah, terrific win. Barrier draws are going to be important, obviously, for the final. They were conducted last night, uh, and it's a bit uh, soon probably to take it all in, but Acknow is definitely a much better horse when he's able to lead. Yeah, look, he's got a nice draw in the final, Dan, so he'll certainly get his chance there from Barrier 2 also in the final next week. We saw uh, out of that race, Jack's Hawk was good. Uh, certainly Go Dancing caught the eye, and also Tuppence uh, was brave, but certainly all the honours went to the winner, Acknow. Let's go back towards the start of the night after Ladies in Red and David Moran were successful. Race number two, it was Tough Tilly. She'd had some terrific performances, not necessarily the best of barrier draws. She got a good barrier draw tonight, and she reminded us how good she is in a brilliant display. She certainly was. She found the lead, and she just kept running. Uh, 45-6 lead time, 30.2, 29-3, and then she just kept going into another gear. 28-6 down the back. Came home in 26-5. She looked like she did it easy. 155-2 mile rate. She went 0.1 quicker than ladies in red. She gets a terrific draw in the final next week. And a great story for Ben Studd and to Craig and Peter Judd, who have put so much time into uh, their farm. And great to see him getting the rewards. And she's a very special horse, Tough Tilly. And she's going to start the favourite, probably ahead of Ladies in Red because of the Barry draw in the final next week. It'll be a terrific clash. Absolutely. The two-year-old Phillies division is shaping up, uh, look, maybe to a degree better than the, the Colts. The Colts and Geldings are taking shape. But the Phillies, I think for a while there, we just didn't know who was the best. And, and to a certain degree, we might know until next week. And the barrier draws might have something to do with that. No doubt, Danny. Uh, the Phillies at the moment seem to be so special. I know you've been pushing that you believe the Phillies might be better than the Colts. Well, look, a couple of the Colts, Major Moth in particular, uh, might want to have a say in that. But the Phillies, uh, no doubt, I-, I wouldn't be afraid to back them against the boys at this stage. Race number three, first semi-final for the three-year-old Phillies. 
The race went to Techie's Angel, but the race didn't go to plan. Uh, Kiang Jackie led a bit of pressure from Majita. Majita was gone at the 500. Kiang Jackie couldn't go in on the straight. Techie's Angel came out of the gate, Rob, then got shuffled back and come with a barnstorming run. Another uh, winner trained by Emma Stewart. Kate Gath took the drive. That was her uh, driving double for the night, having won the previous event with Tough Tilly. And Techie's Angel... Paid around the $16 mark on the Paramutual. She was terrific. Came down the outside to win. The eye-catching run was the Pantheus for David Miles and Chris Alford. She gets a, a good trailing draw in the final next week from inside the second row. Looks a real live chance. Louisiana Joe was very honest for Juanita Breen, who's doing a great job with her team. And final piece also wanted a bit of odds from a soft trip. Got into fourth placing. But Techie's Angel was terrific. Keyang Jackie... Uh, a shade disappointing, obviously. The stable went into the race with uh, great high hopes, but she has qualified and finished fifth. Jason Lee spoke to us on Trot's Vision, felt the horse can still improve on that performance uh, next week. And a lot of the horses just couldn't get into the race, but all honours to Techie's Angel. Race five, first semi-final, three-year-old Colts and Geldings. There was a lot happening from the 600. The leader, I'm No Pumpkin, shifted off, run up the track, didn't help Lurum Lake's cause. Then Lurum Lake went the other way, hung in on top of Ranger Bomb, uh, and then it suited the horses that ran on, and, and Mac Dan is building up a terrific record and emerges as a serious chance to win the final. It was one of those races where to look, and I know uh, as a race caller uh, myself and Dan, you did a great job because certainly they were spread all over the place. Uh, horses were going all different directions. The surprise, I'm no pumpkin. It was no surprise to see it find the lead. There was probably a surprise to see it holding the front, and that certainly opened up uh, a real different complexion to the race. Lorem Lake had to do its fair share of work in the run, and Mac Dam just sat back in the race and came over the top of him. Greg Sugars perfectly handled the horse. Jillaby Nitro continues to improve. It was a nice effort running second. A perfect stride. Ran its honest race. Uh, Miragon qualified finishing fourth. And the horse that I keep sticking up for, Scorcher, I think he's going really well, Danny, for uh, Peter Ramiro, but just having no luck. And unfortunately, he's drawn poorly again in the final next week. Yeah, look, he's a good horse. He's got to make it, I think, in due course, uh, Scorcher. He's, uh, he, he found the line and it was an eye-catcher. Race uh, six, it was the second semi-final for the three-year-old Colts and Geldings. Zeus Bromack put the riding on the wall at Bendigo, uh, running second at Pacifico Dream. There wasn't much between them tonight, but Zeus Bromack was able to turn the tables. He was just too good. I thought it was a terrific performance. Karen Manning wasted no time putting the horse forward in the race. She got to the breeze and then... Saw Pacifico Dream come around three wide and she wasn't too keen to actually hand up to Pacifico Dream in any easy fashion. So Pacifico Dream had to work a little bit harder to find the breeze. Zeus Bromac had to sit on its back. Probably had to come out a little bit earlier than she would have wanted to, but I thought he was terrific going to the line. He really put the riding on the wall, as you mentioned, with his second uh, runner-up performance at Bendigo at his previous start. But last night he was outstanding. Gets the perfect draw. Barry won in the final next week. He's going to take a power of beating. Pacifico Dream, very brave in defeat. Gets an awkward draw in the final. Willie Go West ran a nice race. And the eye catcher was Monsieur Delacour for Stephen Clark. His team's absolutely flying. And that was a great run by one of the bolters. And Sahara Sirocco continues to race well and finished in two third placing there. Race seven, uh, and this was Major Moth's turn. It was a brilliant performance, uh, but beyond delight went poorly. Emma Stewart had trained five winners. Her partner, Clayton, pops up with Major Moth. He's a serious horse. While beyond delight was clearly too bad to be true, Major Moth was outstanding the way he sprinted up the straight. 
Great story for Damien Wilson. He's been through so much over a long period of time. He was a highly talented young man as a driver. Hit a few roadblocks uh, throughout his life. Uh, he's had some tough times, uh, had a few accidents, uh, not only on the track but off the track. But he's just continued to work hard at his craft. And it's great to see him get an opportunity to drive a genuine chance in the Breeders' Crown Final. It'll be sponsored by the Victorian Harness Racing Club Caduceus. And great to have them uh, as one of the sponsors of the Breeders' Crown Final next week. And look, he draws barrier one, Dan. He gets uh, every possible chance. Lenny Parker and Irene Parker have been wonderful supporters of our harness racing industry with their breeding and racing horses. Lively Moff was a, a great mare that they owned many years ago and they've had plenty of others as well and I'm sure uh, uh, Lenny and, and Irene will be hoping to be here trackside to see Major Moth. I think he's going to take uh, a power of beating in the final next week. Sweet Louise, she's still learning but she's quite brilliant. It was a barnstorming win the way she just let go from about the 300 and opened up and won easily the second semi-final for the three-year-old fillies. Amazing story. Well done to Phil Chirkop. Uh, another one of our industry participants who only trains two or three horses. He's trained some really nice horses over a very long period of time. He trains his horse for another great uh, legend in our game in John Dorrington, a former bookmaker. He used to be one of our uh, big bookmakers uh, going back to probably the showgrounds, even Mooney Valley, uh, fielded at Flemington, and he's never lost his passion of harness racing, and he still breeds a few. And to see both Phil Chirkop and John Dorrington, to have a, a, a mere... Uh, or a filly going into this final next week, draws barrier one as well. She's going to get every possible chance. This could be another dream come true next week. Yeah, she certainly was impressive uh, at uh, at Melton last night. Dance Craze Red Hot Tooth, two wonderful trotting mares, fought out the Elderberry Park Lennon Trotters free-for-all. Fantastic clash by these two great mares, uh, 0.4 outside the track record last night. They had a great duel for that first 200 metres. Both of them came out hard. Jason Lee probably uh, has the more adaptable horse, knowing that Dance Craze can take a sit behind a horse like Red Hot Tooth and still finish it off. They ran terrific times all the way through Red Hot Tooth. I thought on the home turn might have had uh, the measure of Dance Craze. She just got a little bit tired the last 100 metres and Dance Craze just put her head down and hit the line strongly to score. Point four outside the track record. Red Hot Tooth was terrific. Gus and Mary, what a great uh, old timer for Matty Craven and Sophia Arvison's got such a great affection with his horse. Straight to the pegs and he did his job running third and Savannah JJ also ran a terrific race for Stan Cameron and Neil McCallum. And a great story to end the night. Miss McGonagall, it was a one-act affair. Stephen Clark trained James Herbertson driven. Did it from the front. Never looked like being beaten. Never looked like it. Always travelled well. They went 153.8 mile rate. And she was terrific, Miss McGonagall, to score. Our Princess Tiffany, much improved run from what we saw of her previous start. Uh, look, she did a lot of chasing. They went 54-9 her last half, and she's had to come from back in the field. Baby It's Cold had a nice trip. And Rock and Roll Chapel last night was retired. She had her last run for Joe Pace and uh, their owner, Charlie Sant. So well done on her career. She's been a wonderful mayor, and I believe she's uh, booked in to visit Betting Line for her next uh, stage of her rate or her career as a broodmare. It might have been a little bit unlucky she wasn't able to get close with the slowish speed. Um, we've got Super Nights of Racing coming up next Friday and Saturday night, Rob. Two nights, Breeders' Crowns final at Tabcorp Park, Melton. Hopefully we can get some owners back on track. Something to look forward to. Yes, and 
I believe uh, there's some chance also the trainers and owners' colours might come back too next week uh, in time Please. for Breeders' Crown. Please. Hopefully uh, we're all pushing pretty hard for it. We're trying to get some owners back on track. I know Dale Brown have got some pretty important meetings uh, with their team and the government throughout the week, but there's a big push to get owners back on track. And there's also a big push to get the owners uh, and trainers' colours back next oh, week. Oh, I like that. Robbie, thanks for joining us again on the mile rate. Have a good week. Look forward to catching up with Gatespeed, RSN Central with Gareth Hall tomorrow and Greenlight on on Thursday. Luke Humphreys will be at Cranbourne today. Enjoy your weekend. Happy harnessing.